Welcome back to the Lonely Town, a Killers podcast with Derek Everett and Jimmy McKnight. That's us. We're back for another episode. This time we're going to be talking about the song Quiet Town, second song off the album Pressure Machine. And we're going to break this up. We do plan on talking about the music video on another episode because it's packed with juicy Nephi, whatever you call them. There's a lot of Nephi in, in this, and uh, I, uh, we were talking about being just validated and stuff, and uh, this is definitely uh, Nephi, you're coming out, and uh, I'm feeling the love on this one. Yeah, of all the songs, this one, you know, there's talk about all kinds of things, unglamorous things. This is the one where, even though it has talks about some unglamorous things and some some tragedies, it uh, it's quite it's quite nice toward the people of Nephi and, and the town in general. And I think there's a lot of truth in it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it. I don't know how we're going to get into it, because there's some spots. This is the one song on the album that made made me cry. I'm, I'm, I'm not usually really emotional. I usually kind of keep it in, and when I do cry, it all comes out. So I'm going to try to keep it together on this show, or else we're going to have to cancel and redo it here in about <laughs> 20 minutes. So this is the one that got me, and I'll go into why and stuff. But, man, it's, it's a good song. Yeah, I like this one. It's definitely one... You know, there's talk on this album that it's not like other Killers albums, and there's a lot more country or Americana feel on a lot of the songs, but this is one that, that did I did really enjoy compared, you know, just based on my overall music taste, it still fit within that taste. It wasn't a stretch to like it just because it was a Killers song about Nephi. Yeah, and I mean, it's the same thing. It's kind of weird. It's kind of surreal. Uh, that would probably be a little more in the video on some of the things, but uh, we haven't been talking about the intros coming into the songs. And, and the people they've had talk, uh, I forget the proper name, uh, Brandon's used it. Interstitials. In Interstitials, he's used it in a few of the interviews. Uh, this one, I think it's important to uh, to talk about a little bit, just because it's the train. And that's kind of a theme throughout the album. Uh, I think there's, you know, um, some more probably symbolism and stuff with the train coming and going and leaving. But uh, this one, this one kind of hit home, and this one, it, it was real. I mean, it, it was real to us. Real stories. Uh, the guy that talks before, you know, is kind of talks about the train, and everybody knows about the train, and kind of, kind of odd. I mean, they kind of cut him up and, and edit him a little different about it's a good way out of the world, and, you know, if, if you get hit by a train, not, not a lot of people live to talk about it, I guess. Yeah, and I, I got the sense he was saying that, you know, people might use it as a, as a way to leave um, on purpose. You know, I don't think, listening to it again, I don't think he said it that way, um, and I don't know of any... Examples of suicide by train in Nephi, all the deaths have been accidents, tragedies. Yeah, I mean, it would be a tragedy no matter how, how it happened, but he was just saying it's a way to leave your troubles whether you meant to or not, I guess. Yeah, definitely. We've had our fair share of, of train accidents, and uh, I've seen people ask kind of why that is. We're, we're rural. You have to remember this is back in the 90s, too. I don't know now. We didn't have, there, there were no arms that came down. There weren't really any blinking lights in some areas. It was just a stop sign where some of these accidents occurred. You know, if you're in a car, if you're in a loud truck, you don't have a good visual. You know, maybe there's some, some bush, brushes or trees in the way, and, and you're in a hurry. You're not always looking for a train. So I don't know if people don't hear it. I mean, there's always stupid kids that would try racing trains because uh, you're bored and, and that's what you're going to do, and that's stupid. I don't think any of these incidences would fall in, in that category. It is something that that I, I want people to understand. These, these people in the video, and there was other people. I think the reason I cried, or that kind of got me emotional, is uh, my dad had a really good friend who's Shelly Elder, and he uh, he got hit by a train in uh, 98, which was a few years after this one that they're talking about in the song. 
But I was kind of going back and I was looking through news articles and things about about the kids and then it kind of popped up and I was kind of reading about Shelly and his incident. Man, he was only, I mean, he was uh, 38 years old. Oh, and, wow. and how I remember him, he was an adult. Like, I, I grew up and, and we'd go over and kind of, you know, my mom would always go out with his wife and they'd go for walks or go for a Coke and, and drive around town. And my dad, they'd kind of hang out and do things, but... Uh, Shelly was probably one of the better people I've ever known, if, not, man, if, yeah. not, if not the best man I've ever Great probably man. known. Great man. Uh, it's probably an understatement. And he'd go out of his way to kind of include me. So whenever we'd go somewhere, talk, he'd talk to you kind of like you were an adult, uh, not like you were a kid. He wouldn't talk down to you. Uh, I remember one year I, I didn't play football, and it was uh, he asked me why I didn't. And we were kind of just talking. And then I told him, you know, he said, well, who's the coaches this year? And so I told him in that grade who the coaches were, and he looked at me and goes, I don't blame you at all. I won't play for them either. <laughs> you know, just kind of things like that. you got to connect with people, yeah. Definitely. Uh, but anyways, when I looked and noticed that, that he was younger than I am now, wow. uh, just, I mean, travesty and he, uh, a loss. And I remember uh, after after his accident, um, funeral and all that, but uh, I signed a card for his wife. They were passing around, uh, and uh, all I could write was, this sucks, or that sucks. Something so, like, now I'm like, that was so stupid. Like, but what do you say, you know, when something like this happens? It's just so weird to wrap your head around in the concept of it that when I'm seeing this other stuff come out for, for Tiffany and Raymond, who were the, the kids involved in the crash during the song, and with Brandon talking about the emotions there, I think it triggered some of my emotions and things that I've kind of buried. But, I mean, what do you do? Like, there's no real answer. It's, it's, it's a loss and to say, oh, this sucks or so tragic or so young. It doesn't even begin to do justice of, of yeah. what's being lost there. So I think that was what kind of got me emotional. I know people online have uh, kind of as well. When you're listening to this song, and I know people try to break down lyrics or what's Brandon meaning by this or that. I just want people to know uh, these people were real. They're real to us. And it's a real story. They got family. Uh, they got people who still are heard about this. It's it's more than just a song, I guess. Right, yeah, and it's it's a tragic story to hear about, but when you know the people, it definitely adds a, a different level to it. One thing I noticed as I listened to the album again, I didn't mention it on the uh, on the West Hills song, but when I listened to the end of West Hills, right before it moves into the song, to the interstitial, um, there's some a harmonica, and it sounds like the train whistle that you hear at the end of the album. Um, and it, le leading into the song is kind of ominous, and I, something I hadn't really noticed, and, until I listen a little bit closer. And yeah, there's definitely that theme of, of the train and the impact it has on the town. And the other thing I would say about the train going through Nephi is that, you know, if you're, if you live on the west side of town or work or, you know, are traveling there a lot, uh, with anything on any street you live on, anytime you're driving, I think it can be easy to, you know, forget about the need to look because it it's, doesn't pass very often. So, you know, you don't always come to a complete stop, maybe. You know, I don't know what happened, but I think we all need to be... <laughs> train safety. Train safety, yeah. I didn't mean just to be a train safety. No, I, I, say, but. I drive a truck right now for work, and I drive... Uh, it's not the same town or area, but I drive across train tracks every day, a couple times a day, and, and even saying all this and stuff, there's times where you're in a hurry, and uh, the safety features will come down, and, and uh, you know, I... I I don't cross that where I don't probably think of these people a couple times a week, but there's times when I'm in a hurry and I, I just go through and I definitely know better, you know? So, uh, it's one of those things you kind of get compliant with. It's like a stop sign in your neighborhood. You might not look for kids. You're rolling through and, and every now and again, tragedies happen. So it, 
it is a tragedy that happened. It's not the first one that happened in Nephi. It won't be the last, but it definitely left a, an imprint. Um, do you remember? Do you remember that day, or do you remember anything about uh, you know Raymond and Tiffany? Yeah, so I remember that. I remember that day. Uh, it was pretty. You know, it did hit the community hard. Like I think Brandon's mentioned in some of the episodes. I, it's not something that I thought about in a long time. So I was kind of surprised to have him put it on the album and, and to think that it would have impacted him. You know, still having moved away from Nephi years ago, and having it ha- had happened so long ago, but I do remember he would uh, Raymond would come and and hang out with our one of our teachers when he had a free class period or something, or maybe it was a, a teacher's assistant. I don't know, but I remember seeing him either that morning or the day before, um, somewhere some time period so close to when it happened that when I heard it happened. It just even added more to the denial of the fact that it could have happened. It's like, no, that couldn't have happened. I just saw him this morning or yesterday. I noticed that I found an interview where Brandon said something similar, where he had just seen him that morning and how, you know, I wasn't close to him or to either of them. And he, he mentioned something about, he said, I was surprised to find, I was in eighth grade when two seniors got hit by a train. Their names were Raymond and Tiffany. I was surprised to find 25 years later how much I was still affected by it. I felt like it was the end of an innocence for me and for the town because afterwards I noticed things started to happen. I guess we'll get into that later. But he's, uh, that's where it is. He said, here 25 years later, I was still really affected by this train accident from when I was in the eighth grade. Two seniors from the high school were killed. I had seen one of them that morning. They had a baby. I didn't go to grief counseling. They weren't my best friends, but I was just shocked at how emotional I was when I started to write this verse. So yeah, like you said, that's crazy how all these years later, you know, something I hadn't thought about for a while, but once you know all these these emotions and memories flood back from that time, as soon as you think about it, or, or it's brought up, and I did I did notice, um, you know, it was such a huge tragedy that it seemed to impact the, the entire town. I mean, I mean the the song it, it's not uh, fictitious at all. They didn't build a story into it. Sometimes you know it's based on a story, and and there's some liberties taken. It was. It was just that. There, there, these kids that were seniors in high school, had a small baby, uh, went out on their lunch break and, and ended up getting hit by a train. One of the things that when I first saw the lyric book uh, come out, I was reading some of the lyrics, I started texting a few people the lyrics and things, and, and I'm like, because we didn't have the music, we didn't have the context yet. I'm like, I, I, I mean, it's still a raw nerve for a lot of people, and there's yeah. families, and, and the kid, uh, you know, she's grown up now, but they, these are real things. So I, I was texting with a, a person that was a little closer to the situation. I said, how is this going to be taken or, or whatever? And I guess, I don't know if it was Brandon or, or somebody that represents him, um, had actually talked to the family, reached out to the family from my understanding and, and got clearance to make sure this was uh, okay to, to use the story. So uh, with that, I was I was kind of happy. I mean, I don't know. It was just one of those things you don't want to have a bitter taste. or yeah. yeah, so I think they did the right thing there, but... Yeah, exactly that same story. They were seniors. They had their whole lives ahead of them. Who knows what they'd be? I think I was in that same class with you. Yeah, uh, I think we were. We were in the same class, and uh, it was it was PE, so we'd run the mile, and uh, the coach and uh, Raymond would sit and, and talk for you know most of the class or whatever. Yeah, what do you what do you what else do you remember from that time period or the aftermath? Um, not not a whole lot. It was kind of the same. We were so we probably seventh grade. I'm assuming if if he was an eighth. Yeah. Uh, I did have um, some some brother or some friends who had brothers that were a little older. I remember, and I'll have to try to find this um, to put on the Facebook and, and the Instagram, which uh, you're doing a great job over there with the Instagram, by the way, go, go give it a, <laughs> go, go, go give us a follow over there. Uh, good pictures, good things. But 
I remember there was a yearbook, um, like a, a memoriam or whatever, that had a, a page of a picture of them and just kind of a, uh, you know, in remembrance type thing. Uh, I don't know uh, my online capabilities. If I can track that down, if somebody out there is listening and, and can share it over, I'd like to put that up just so people can kind of see. Uh, the video and stuff will get into it nicely, but it's, it's not not the same people. It wasn't like a, a picture right. for picture thing. But just, yeah, it was, it was that time. It was, it was really sad. It was really tragic. I know, Brandon, like you were talking about, that's when things kind of started to go downhill. I don't know if that was what brought it in or if it would have happened anyways, but it was definitely a time stamp on the community, changed people's lives and, and impacted people, obviously. But just I just remember a lot of people being sad that day. I remember a lot of people crying, a lot of people just in halls, halls crying, you know, and, and like Jimmy was saying, I didn't know that well either. Uh, I had about the same interactions. You know, they were seniors, so we're talking about a pretty good uh, stretch in age there difference, but... Uh, what comes down to a small town, there were people that were cousins that were, you know, relatives that, that were closer to our age, and I just remember a lot, of, a lot of people crying that day. Yeah, in a small town, even if you don't know them personally, you know them, and you know who they are, and you know their family members, so it, it, that's a way that it's just crazy to see how it impacts everybody. Yes, we'll, we'll roll down the road a little bit, but uh, uh, I did think that was kind of a, an acceptance song. For Nephi, like, it, it was, it's given a, a picture of the town. Uh, you go down through some of the lyrics that, you know, these are good people. Uh, don't lock their doors at night. Don't default their doors, which I'm hoping they do now because... <laughs> now, yeah, they will. Now, now they, they will. Now they will. I don't know. I remember, uh, I mean, you know, it was that same time period, and, and this is the thing as Brandon's looking back, you know, uh, 20, 30 years ago. Things have changed and grown, and, and things are different now, but there still are people that would leave their, their keys to their cars just in their cars. I mean... The doors were unlocked, and you'd say something to them about, you know, you don't lock your door at night, or why don't you take your keys out of your car, you know, you thought you were a little more street savvy or whatever, and uh, usually the answer I'd get is, if somebody needs it more than me, then they're welcome to it. <laughs> you know, that, that's the kind of people that I think Nephi's full of. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that I noticed about this song, uh, at the end of the first verse, he talks about, or he says, things like that ain't supposed to happen in this quiet town. And, you know, when he goes on to talk about opioid deaths, you know, you think about why his family moved there in the first place from 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 uh, Las Vegas or Henderson or wherever they were moved from. You know they moved to get away from scary situations or you know to move to a quieter town, a place where things you know tragedies hopefully wouldn't happen. But I think the point of one of the points of this song is that no matter where you live, tragedies happen. Good things, uh, bad things happen to good people, and that's not something you can ever escape. So yeah, in that in that sense, you you can't outrun everything. But I think the other good thing. That feels good as being someone from Nephi is to see all these good things he says about the people. You know, you, you it's a place you want to live because of the people. You're not going to escape everything, but it's yeah. And, and especially when we talked the first few episodes, there was something there where we're like, does he even ex- accept us and embrace us for years? And then it's like, no, they're good people. He's got good memories. There's good stories. Uh, we'll we'll go down and get to some of those down the road. Um, but when he's talking about o- opioids and stuff, I've suppressed. So this song. Helped me realize I've suppressed a lot of memories or some <laughs> things. And, you know, once this came out, once I talked to people, uh, once I got thinking about things, they, I mean, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Or, oh, yeah, I do remember yeah, this. Yeah, suddenly they start start lining up. You remember a lot of the uh, So, So what's your memories with, uh, let's get into opioids a little bit. Um, obviously, I, I always say it's not just a Nephi problem. Maybe that was me deferring. It was, a, I mean, it still is a problem for people. And it was kind of a more small town uh, thing where people would get, the, the hillbilly heroin, but what what was your, uh, I guess, what's your first kind of thought about that, and, and when was it brought to your attention that uh, this is a problem? 
Yeah, I remember some some point as a teenager being told about heroin being a problem in Nephi, and really having no context context or clues about you know clue about what, where, who you know, like he says somebody's keeping secrets. It's in whispering tones. It's not something you want to talk about, um, and maybe not something that's done out in the open for obvious reasons. But um, it's happening enough on a wide enough scale that you know it's an issue that. You know, a lot of places have dealt with, and Nephi's not an exception. Yeah, yeah. I got thinking about it, and uh, I had, so I'd have some, some procedures done. You know, it might be like a, a cavity or something at the dentist's office. I just remember having lower tabs at some point, and knowing in my head the street value for what I had. I have no clue <laughs> how that got there. And I think, uh, you know, obviously, I... I don't know. I think a lot of us were kind of turning our heads the other way and stuff. I, I remember being at a 7-Eleven in Nephi at one point and seeing a couple of people go into the restroom together, coming out, you know, thinking, well, that was strange, and then going back later thinking, well, okay, I know what. Now it's like, okay, obviously I know what happened in there. There's no cameras in there. You meet up, you go in, you get out, you, you, do, you do your deals or whatever. Um, but I think every family uh, has been affected by this. I know for sure I can speak for... For experience, I, I know, you know, family members that have had overdoses or people that passed away or had problems and had to go into rehab, friends, family, I, I think would be, a, a, you know, pretty oblivious or, or stupid to say that's not, not true. Uh, when the song and lyrics first came out, I was kind of in that camp of like, well, really? You know, it's like, well, you just choose to look at the cup half full versus, you know, where it's really at sometimes. Uh, I don't know if it's still a problem. I, I think a lot of it was more recreational or people, you know, uh, go get drunk and slip a couple pills and, and, and whatever, but uh, it was a problem. I don't know if it still is. Hopefully it's not. One of the points Brandon makes in one of his interviews is that, you know, just how many overdose deaths there were in 2020, you know, like a record number, and how, you know, he's writing a song about the the mid-90s, but it's just a big, as big of a problem today. Maybe not in Nephi, I don't know, but like you said, um, it's, it's still an issue. One thing that comes to mind for me on that front is, uh, when we had our last baby, they tell you at the hospital not to advertise the fact that you've had a baby. Like, don't put up a sign on your door that says, it's a boy or it's a girl or, you know, whatever. Welcome home. Because then people know they can target your house for pain medications. I was like, holy cow, we never would have thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I, sad. I remember hearing stories about certain people around town that would be breaking into houses looking for 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 pills or, or different stories that just came came up and uh, then I got thinking like oh yeah that person did pass away and that was probably related to that or I remember hearing one of the crazier stories that I can't share because I don't have permission to about somebody that kind of got into it deep and uh, it was it was crazy the other part that comes out is when they're talking about the merit badge milestones and the Boy Scouts and stuff I didn't quite make it to Eagle Scout myself Jimmy I'm sure barely made it I'm, barely I'm made sure it. you're there I did my Eagle Project, and that's down at the fairgrounds, which can be addressed in oh, a different yeah. day. But I remember at some point, you know, I don't remember if it was my, I think it was, you know, my dad would get after me or say, you know, you should do this or do that, or why aren't you, you finish up your Eagle Scout or whatever. So close. So close. And I remember saying, well, so-and-so is an Eagle Scout, and look where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to be like that? And it was, you know, somebody that had uh, drug problems, and uh pain pill problems, and, uh, you know, so it wasn't, uh, so Nephi kind of has the wholesome image, a lot of people online too, I guess we didn't ever address, Nephi is, it's a, it's a Mormon, it's from the Book of Mormon, it's a, it's Mormon prophet, it's, 
that name. Some people might think it's Native American or whatever. So it is a very religious town uh, construct, whatever you want to call it. So there are there are things going on that aren't always in that that realm, but like you know your Boy Scouts, you're you're going, you're doing your Friday Night Lights, you have whatever rodeo, rodeo, four yeah. H, FFA. But there is also this kind of dark side that that was there, and uh, it it happens, and unfortunately, it's it's hopefully cleaner than it was, and I think a lot of doctors are getting a little little smarter about what they're prescribing. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's a problem. So. Yeah, and that's what I liked about the lyrics he used there talking about these kids is, you know, just along that theme of bad things happening to good people. You know, these are these are good people. These are daddy's girls and merit badge kids. You know, it's not like, uh, I don't know. And we're not the stabbing I'm not going to say down. who's bad. We're not on the west good, side of the train tracks or, or whatever you'd know, say that analogy. Bad things happen to good people. Anybody can get addicted to something. That's why you got to be careful with it. That's why they all come with these warnings and, and all the, the things they're trying to do now to keep people from getting addicted. I mean, yeah, and then the, the part that comes into that uh, they're good people and they're quick to forgive, I think I think that's very true. I, I know a lot of stories from people in, in town that, you know, again, have had things happen to them that uh, I don't know that I could overcome or, or I'd be the person that'd be the bigger man or, or the person that could forgive. But a lot of people have had things happen and, and they forgive and move on and become friends with people that have, uh, you know, maybe done something unkind to them. I don't know the, the proper words and... Without getting into details and stories, it's kind of hard to give examples. But uh, I, I was kind of, it, again, it's more than just words into a lyrics to write a song. I think this comes from a, a true place in Brandon's heart about Nephi, and, and that was good to see. Yeah, and when he moves to that uh, third verse, I really like the perspective he, he seems to have uh, regarding his parents moving uh, to Nephi. He talks about his parents, seeing his parents... Um, uh, in the prime of their lives, offering their son the kind of life he could never put down. You know, now that he's moved to Utah for his family's sake, I think he's probably gained more of appreciation. You know, I have as I've, as I've gone older, have an appreciation for uh, the kind of uh, growing up experiences I had in, in a small town. You know, there, it wasn't all roses like we've talked about, but I love how he, he ends it by saying, part of me still that stainless kid, lucky. And when he says it in the song, I love the way it just flows into lucky in this quiet town. Yeah, and there's still a part of Nephi there with him. Uh, I think it's, you know, when he talks about the same thing with, with his parents, his, his mother's passed away, so uh, it's one of those things when you look back about people that you've lost, which the song deals with, um, you have those good memories, and, and his good memory where he sees his parents happy is right. That it's in Nephi. That was, you know, the prime of their life. Yeah, um, and I think, um, you know, when he talks about being a stainless kid, being untarnished, it reminds me of, you know, sometimes there's parts of Utah that are referred to as a bubble. So I want to ask you, Derek, do you feel like growing up in Nephi that you grew up in a bubble? I, I definitely do. I did it at the time, uh, but after I left Nephi and went to some other places and, and saw some other things, I, I do think it was a bit of a bubble, and maybe that's uh, kind of what the song is dealing with. The bubble kind of got burst that day when, yeah. you know, the train accident, and, and you know, at least for our generation. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do think to some extent... Uh, it's kind of a, a sheltered community. Um, a lot of the people have the same thing, same thoughts or values. You're kind of raised the same way or taught the same things. And I, I don't know. Uh, never did I think uh, one of us would grow up and be a major rock star or anything. <laughs> so I do think there was kind of like maybe not a glass ceiling, but there was kind of a, uh, yes, there was some sort of a bubble. You feel a little insulated from some of the problems outside. You see other, other places in the world, and I think that's why some of these events were so were so shocking because 
per capita, maybe it happens. These kinds of things happen just as regular of a basis as they did in, in Nephi in the 90s. But for us, it was like, you know, one time happening, it's like, whoa, never thought that would happen. It's kind of, uh, what was that movie that used, was in black and white and went to color? Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Or <laughs> even The Wizard of Oz. But I just think Pleasantville. But it's like, yeah, once something happens and your eyes are open, it's like, okay, you can never go back. I think that was kind of that way. It's like, uh, okay, um, this is the real world. We're not, we might be sheltered or we might have whatever, but the real world can come in, things can happen, and it's not always good things. So, yeah, I, I do think that would be uh, that would be a true statement. One more thing I wanted to bring up that just kind of made me laugh. I don't think this is what it was intended to be necessarily, but when he talks about the hay harvest and, and things like that. Do you remember the harvest vacation? Yes. <laughs> I've, I've tried to explain this to people before, and they, they think I'm a liar, and I, I might be, but not on this end. The main uh, reason I remember it is because of the, the meal we would get at school lunch the, the last day before harvest vacation. What was, what was the meal? We would get, like, hunter's stew or something like that. So, harvest vacation, uh, there's, there's two theories for harvest vacation. One, it was for back when uh, the farmers needed the help from the kids, so they'd go home and help them uh, get the, the, the hay crops or whatever in and, and, you know, get all the corn shucked or whatever. <laughs> uh, the second one is... Cracking what, corn. What ended up being is it was basically deer hunting vacation. Yeah. The deer hunt was there and you'd get a day off of school so you could go deer hunting. If all the kids are going to get pulled out by their parents anyway, you might as well cancel school and call it a and day I, off. I think that kind of sums up uh, Nephi in the 90s anyways. <laughs> when we were growing up, I don't think either, either one of us are, are major hunters. No. But when I, I, and I don't know that that was uh, what he meant in the lyrics when, when he talks about school was out. I think it was just school was out for the day, but the first crop of hay was up, and I just thought the kids are out of school, it's harvest vacation. So that part made me that made me chuckle a little bit. There's a little insight for uh, for our <laughs> listeners about Nephi. That's that's all I got on that one, Jimmy. Do you have anything else you want to add that we haven't talked to? Oh, just just to reiterate the ending with the train crying away from the quiet town. You know, there this. The song starts with the train coming into town and, and causing uh, tears and tragedy. And it ends with, you know, life went on, unfortunately without them. But, you know, just it's it's kind of a cool way to end the song to, to bring it back to the train and how it's still passing through the town. And it's kind of, you know, it kind of ruins the quietness of the town. You'll see later on one of the later songs when you actually hear what this train sounds like when it goes through the town and they have to honk the horn. But traveling through life and... I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to think of it. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up our, our social media one more time. we got the Facebook group. Uh, it's just Lonely Town Podcast. Uh, Instagram, Jimmy, what was that? Lonely Town Podcast on Instagram. So so we're on both of those. I Actually, I got a couple extras. I got some, some CDs I want to give away. Uh, these are just uh, CDs of the... Uh, of, no, I almost said Lonely Town Podcast. Okay. Pressure Machine, actual physical CD. Uh, I got two extra... So I want to do some sort of a contest. If uh, if you go and subscribe, if you go and like us over on our social media, if you post something, um, if you give us a review, whatever, uh, send me a screenshot of it. I don't know. By the time we hit sorry, 25 or 30, Jimmy, what should we do? 25. Let's do 25 so for the first one. By the time we hit 25, I will give a, a CD. We'll, we'll randomize all the names that come over with the screenshots. Uh, we'll announce it on the podcast. And I will mail it anywhere in the world. So... Nice. Go ahead and share it, and let's let's get some more listeners. There's a there's another podcast down, Jimmy from Lonely Town. <laughs>